That was like a super short music intro because it took forever for the internet to catch up and go live. I, think, I, was, I, like, oh, but I was like, did he forget to press the button? Yeah, I was like, mm, there's like two seconds of the song left before this is <laughs> Man. just. <sighs> well, welcome to Indie Invasion Shorts, guys. Yummy yeah, in. Man. Yeah, we are back. Something. I don't know. Do Solving something. the world's gaming problems. There you go. One. Yeah. In, in, of course, the fastest 30 minutes fastest 30 minutes in gaming that's right <laughs> so all right eric show us what you've been working on you already showed me but i want to i want everybody uh, that thing yeah. is sweet god love like, black Knight studios yeah yeah i i mean i still have three more kits to build of their stuff but mama luna's is almost done so i glued this on the other day now was and, the weathering on that that you glued on or did yeah you it was i ended up uh using spray mod podge on it because it was just paper I want right. to try and make it last the best I can. And then, yeah, there we go. I can zoom in on them. My yeah. homemade awnings. Nice. This came out paper, good. Paper towels and wood glue. <laughs> Are you going to paint them with the, the the stripes, the Italian stripes? Yeah. So they're going to end up looking like the ones that they give you. Nice. So, yeah, I'm going to paint them up like that color and then cool. done. What's happening, Ron and Todd? Ron, I'm still looking for those files. For you they're from gosh man i don't know how long ago and uh, but if i find them I'll, I'll send them i'll send them to you um and you can check them out for those weird oh these weird things right here yeah these freaky little things right here oh yeah your little bulbous My little spore plants yeah things yeah they're pretty cool so i actually i finished my first um so I posted in the group, obviously, that I had finally pulled the trigger on buying some Etsy miniatures. I know you you had gotten several before. Yeah, I guess that's the crisis protocol. Yeah, well, I finally got, I just had this vision. I'm holding this, getting ready to show you, and I just had this vision of me dropping it right here on my concrete floor. Ah. So we're going to remove that vision from my brain. But I finally finished my first one. I like that model. That's nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like a little steampunk broom kind of thing and she came out really good i'm not the best painter in the world but i'm really happy with how it all came out i'll post a, a better picture in the light after i'm after i'm done with that and then of course because i got my 3d printer back up and running i've been printing like crazy you can hear it in the background there oops i got my boop, my gnomish submarine now right. i i i i you said gnomish, but I think you still should have painted it yellow, and painted <laughs> painted not just not just Ringo, but cartoon Ringo in the window. I I can print another one. It's no big deal. Oh oh yeah, Todd. I definitely I've got my three D printing addiction, and I was so happy yeah, yeah. that I got my um, you know my my three D printer was sitting there forever. Uh, I needed a new hot end, and I just you know life gets in the way and whatever but i finally pulled the trigger and ordered one put it in and then printed and it was like instant right back into the addiction because mm -hmm. i've i think we had, ron we had talked with ron i think on the hobby hangout about um uh evan carruthers support uh supported design his, his ones that you don't need to print with any supports and the kickstarters he did where you get just tons and tons of files well i have three sets of those 
three of his different Kickstarters. So I got a ton of stuff to paint. You're basically so, saying, when is this going to be done so I can start the next one? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. I was actually eyeballing another ender just so I could set it next to it and have them both going. I had to oh, order man. two more rolls of filament today. So, uh, hey, there's Alder. What's happening, sir? Morning, Alder. Yeah, uh, Todd said he's got some yellow filament for you. Yellow filament. <laughs> we all print with some yellow filament, right? We could, I could change the song, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been working on. I've just been trying to get through my, I don't want to call it a backlog since we don't we don't say your pile of shame. You no, pile it's of opportunity. Pile of opportunity. So I'm just mostly trying to get my ones that have like three or four colors on them. I'm trying to finish those. And a bunch of them were my my Deep Wars and Shadow Sea models. So I've been painting a lot of those lately. And Eric, you you commented that like, oh, you're doing all the underwater stuff, not so much twisted. Uh, that's because there is nothing twisted that I don't have. He's got to wait for new stuff to come out. <laughs> yeah, there's no new. I need new stuff to come out before I can start painting any of that. So um oh many warmuts here hello sir and tim you're here he said he's been running his almost non-stop since he got it set back up i know cool. i know me too uh, and uh oh you can run somewhere and pick some up i have to order mine man that's cool i wish i i actually thought about that today when i was sitting down to order the filament i was like man that would be really cool if i could just stop at the store actually that would probably be horrible go to the walmart and pick it up yeah yeah yeah. Oh, Mini Warmuts playing some Zombicide. King Rot Belly. Nice. Nice. How many people are playing Deep Wars with you, Mike asks. Um, well, my buddy Raul, he plays Deep Wars with me, but he is currently playing the real version of Deep Wars <laughs> yeah, in, he is. <laughs> in the Pacific Ocean. He's in the Navy, so uh, he's he's deployed right now. But uh, he, he plays. My son kind of plays. I got a couple other guys that are somewhat interested, but um, I just play solo. The solo rules came out with the the Grace Flynn supplement. Was, I, I play I play just about everything solo anyway, just because with the kids that I have, as as many of them as I have, um, me setting aside time, I got to take it when it gets there. So I just play yeah. something solo if I have an opportunity. So that's my story, and sticking to it. <laughs> oh gosh, Tim. Tim has Micro Center and Miniature Market. Oh man. I would need six jobs just yeah, to I feel sorry for your wallet, Tim. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like call you need to call Elon Musk and be like, hey man, can I borrow some money? Because I yeah. live next to Micro Center and Miniature Market. You understand, right? Wow. Yeah, that would be dangerous. Well, what are we talking about tonight, Eric? So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about rules. Uh, a lot of times we like to talk about narrative in a game and how it affects your game. And it kind of got me noodling over just rules in general, like rules, basically uh, rules and games that, you know, affect the games, whether they're geared towards um, uh, uh, thematic type of elements in the game or just straight up mechanics you know they these rules are can kind of affect the games in a way um whoa look at this stranger just hey, based adam, on those what's, what's up adam welcome in so you know it got me thinking a little bit about that and uh not so much what we prefer i mean on 
granted, we probably will sure. talk about that a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you think about games out there and how are I, I, I got me thinking of looking at the rules and specifically. Um, like I said, we like narrative games, but what about games that have rules that are written for themes? I know why now, you went down that road. You went down that road because of zombies. Maybe. Because you have a zombie theme addiction. So that's why well, you Well, went- you know, it did make me think about that a lot of the games that I know I get into is really the first thing I look at is the theme. You know, right. if it's a zombie game, regardless of the rules, if it's, you know, I usually find out after the fact, but sometimes right. they can be stinkers. But just based on the theme, right? I'm probably going to dive in. And just to basically put a definition to themes, there's something I pulled offline. Now, thematic games are games that emphasize a highly developed theme characters heroes or factions with individually defined abilities player-to-player conflict and usually feature a moderate to you know kind of a that that bit of luck factor in them yeah um whether you know it's rolling on a a table you know something happens and it's like roll on this table and that's the outcome or maybe it's a card draw type of thing yeah so um, todd makes a really good point on the thematic uh, deadlands with the poker deck for magic That's super thematic. I mean, you're playing playing a cowboy game, so I think that that's. Uh, <laughs> Robert says, zombies. Yes, Ooh. always zombies. If one it's American zombies. My yeah, he knows me well. Robert's one of our local players, and if there's oh, a zombie okay. game, he's gonna play it with me. <laughs> but uh, oh, look, look at there. Alder beat me to it. Twisted. I have the engine deck. There you go. Yep. That yep. that ding goes to that ding goes to. That's Alder. yours, Alder. That one's so all I, yours. I I'll come right out and say I like this set of type of rules. Um, it's you know you guys know me. Um, I I what I like about it is that these kind of rules seem to really fit what's going on in the game. You know they kind of make sense uh, or of what they're supposed to represent or reproduce. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it, and these kind of games, I think, really lend towards what we like the most in games is narrative element. Yeah, I think they do, too. I, I think not not to beat a dead horse, not really a dead horse, but uh, I think Don't Look Back does that, too, thematically. You know, they, yeah. got the, they got the knife for the measuring stick, and then you've yep. got the flashlights that flip um, for the lighted areas. And there's uh, a, quite I, a few I, charts like that, in there, too. That one a lot this week. Be fast yeah. few I why. <laughs> but, I <don't> know. <laughs> um, but as far as like the the chart thing, if you want if you want a chart for building a theme that that's part of the actual rule mechanic, you got to play five parsecs. Oh my gosh! There's chart I, after chart oh, after chart yeah. after chat chart there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many you can't even say it that many times. It's like a tongue twister to you. It's, you mess, you messed it up the last time you said it. There's so many of them. So yeah, there's a lot of charts. Um, every piece of the game should touch the theme, cards, layout, even the dice. Every aspect should hint at it or further the lore. Yeah, yep. I, I agree with that 100%. And it's like you said, Eric, that's that those games really lend themselves to narrative. I mean, they just kind of, yeah. it, it's there's almost not too much distinction between the two. Yeah, it, it's kind of a fine line. And I think because of that, these kind of games are way easier to get into. I mean, they're they're right. easier to get in, not just engrossed, 
but to actually remember the rules because it's yeah. kind of like common sense in a way. It's like, well, this is going to happen. So this rule, you know, yeah. makes sense. That's what the cause and effect type of thing is. Yeah. I, I think um, Ron said too, Malifaux does a good job of that too. And I, I think they do, but uh, it, the, the statement earlier is super correct in that, like if you, if your cards are themed that way, if your mm. your your dice are themed that way, the more stuff your tokens, whatever it is, if they if they build on the game, then it's uh, Todd just threw the perfect word out. He said uh, immersion, immersion. Yeah. That's it. And incidentally, I love the shifting knobs in Gaslands too. Those are cool. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's the it's the immersion, even down to. Again, referencing "Don't Look Back," even down to the moving widget. Yeah, you know it's it's Michael Myers. I'm sorry, it's the William Shatner masked. It's William. Uh, it's William. <laughs> there you go. It's William. The William Myers. Um, <laughs> now I think these rules too. These type of rules are easy to adjust on the fly, like your, you know, your home brew type rules. Yeah. Um, you know, so it kind of lends itself to the fun of play which is yeah. kind of really the most important thing about gaming is having fun um you know and we'll touch on this when we go to the mechanic side uh where you know if you're just kind of going along with the rules and not having fun you know that's how i feel on the other side but we'll get into that well later. yeah some people are out for the w though and that's okay too yeah. i mean you can you can play that it's way. a whole I different mean, kind of gaming experience yeah i don't think we actually talk about a lot of those games but one of the cons i think for a thematic game outside of one that uses a bunch of tables because alder mentioned this is not a test and it has mm -hmm. uh, it has great charts and stuff too uh, i i personally like uh the cyberpunk game by the same author um and i'm totally drawing a blank i wish my bookshelf was facing this way so i could read it i'm totally drawing a blank on the name of it but um uh yeah the, the charts and it really develop it but what i think one thing that can be a con for some of the thematic games is it can be a little bit harder to get into it for the full immersion because then you you know you you, you want the whatever the fancy cards are you want the tokens you want the bling. Kind of the bling yeah, almost all the bling that comes with it and that matches everything yeah uh, reality's edge thank you i was totally drawing a blank on it and, and the book is fantastic totally <laughs> reminds me of cyber <laughs> um, i've heard good things about too so one of the other things i thought now this could be it could be a con but it could be a pro too because it gives variability is that sometimes these games can seem unbalanced within the, the factions and the different characters and their abilities or uh, strategy planning, you know, for the game right. can be kind of low. Um, so I think that could be a con, but then it also could be a, like I said, a pro because it does give you almost like ownership of whatever faction you're getting into. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of wild West Exodus and I got into that. I fell That's in love name. with it enlightened and that was it you know right. and like, i didn't zombies. even look at any of the other facts it was zombies i already told you zombies it is kind of zombies or yeah, yeah. reanimates <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that i guess that's kind of could be viewed differently by different people though 
So yeah, some people know, like I, that variety. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I, there's this we're not to the next part of, but I got a couple comments on that. But uh, it really is. So the the thematic stuff is really a credit to the writers of the games that are heavily thematic. And what I mean, it's not to say that the ones that are very rules driven aren't good. It's just it's a different approach. It's like we've talked about a lot of times where you have um, these miniature agnostic and kind of story agnostic kind of games. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Where the idea behind it is create your own world, do your own thing. That's super fun. Which is very closely related. You think about RPGs, right? Right. You're but making a story together. Right. But that does lend itself more to the rules side. And um, I don't know if you're ready to segue to that or not. Yeah, we should go ahead and jump okay. into the mechanics side. Now, this okay. is this is kind of another close one because mechanics, rules for mechanics are just kind of a subset of the general rules, right? Uh, that kind of guide you how to play the game. So now another definition. So a game's mechanics are the rules and procedures that guide the player and the game's response to the player's moves or actions right so, so it gives you a goal so for me that one ganesha games okay song of blades and heroes rules engine it is a rule set um now the guy who created song of blades and heroes has created themed books so you've got uh fear and faith which is basically their horror version um you've got uh ray guns mutants death rays mutants and ray guns or ray something gun. i like think that. that's what it, yeah. yeah yeah um and then you've got of course song of blades and heroes deep wars uses that same engine yeah. and shadow sea so to in in my mind that's when i think about mechanics i think that's what i think about i think about that kind of generic rules engine that that drives a game that is uh, it's unnecessary to define a theme. Yeah, it's like do A, B, C, or one, two, three, right? To try to get this, but you have to have that strategy, you know, weaving into those points. Um, going back to balance, Matt said a good point here. Unbalanced can be okay when there is an opportunity to chase both sides of the balance for all players. Yeah, I'm okay with unbalanced. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm playing a story. Now, I think when you're going with that rules, like engine, and you're just looking at a mechanic, mm -hmm. then I think, because I think those games tend to lend themselves, the mechanic-driven ones, to, uh, and I could be totally wrong. I mean, I'm just, we're just rambling here anyway. But I think those kind of drive, <laughs> right, the, it drives yeah you guys are listening to our opinion so i, I we can't help you we're, we have no idea what we're actually talking about none whatsoever um but uh, i think those games tend to dri be driven more towards competitive play yeah tournament play uh, like you mentioned earlier the win um right not to say that isn't fun that's a lot of fun for people is yeah. that competition level yeah. game well, and here, here Todd makes a comment, and I know we've discussed this exact thing before, is unbalanced games can lead to this is the way gameplay. And I, I think I know what you're saying, Todd, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, 
but well, actually, I'm not going to directly address that. But I, I think we, where we have talked so much about narrative and thematic games, it, I think it's much easier for us and most of the a lot of the people that listen to us that don't don't really play competitively to say unbalanced is okay because since yeah. we're trying to tell a story we might get curb stomped and us getting curb stomped might have been the best thing that could have happened yeah. for the story that we were telling yeah and so so it doesn't matter but that doesn't work for everybody and just like todd is saying it can lead to uh, basically min maxing lists yes, throw out exactly. some of my old 40k terminology right to yeah. min maxing lists and that i don't think that's any fun uh, for yeah. me, I know people like to do that. I had a buddy of mine I used to play 40K with, and we would have a game scheduled for a Saturday, and he would be like, oh, well, I made 14 different army lists. I'm like, oh, I'm going to just pick mine out of the box when you yeah. get here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm probably going to lose, but I play orcs, so I'm going to roll a bunch of dice. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the thoughts I thought about uh, – rules for mechanics and we're talking about balance and unbalance is that uh sometimes i feel like because i've done competitive play with that's had straight rules you know do this 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 um it can kind of almost sour the play sometimes uh takes you out of that world um where you're just systematically doing stuff um but checkers yeah yeah or chess it's a great game but you know I mean, not that you can't have thematic checkers. I mean, how many Star Wars chess sets and checkerboards mm-hmm. and everything else is there out there? Matt says, too, it's important to know the goal of play for the people participating. And I yeah. agree with that. And you tend to gravitate towards the people that play your style. Um, now, I can't speak to how game stores work because I don't have one. Uh, and I haven't had one since I was stationed in California. And all I was playing at the time was 40K. That's about all there was, uh, you know, a few other games, but it was the big one was 40 K. Uh, but you tend to grab it. If you're a competitive player, you tend to gravitate towards competitive players because you can stomp the narrative guy every time, unless his dice are hot because yeah. he, because he picked his, his, his army or his squad or whatever it is based on how sweet his models look, you know what I yeah. mean? So and it always had me ask if it's it it's like that way what why why would it work that way why does it you know does it make sense for uh the presentation you know of the game um kind of like may make good gameplay reasons but those good gameplay reasons don't fit in that presentation you know um it can i mean you can customize it like we said all the bling what do we got here? Tyler says, totally off topic. Want to thank you guys for helping me get back into the hobby. Been working on commandos for Kill Team. Oh, nice. yeah. That, he awesome. joined us for the hobby hangout and got there fired up. Yeah, awesome. awesome. That's good, man. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, so um, I, I know what you're saying. And I threw I'm, out a lot of words there. Yeah, but I'm having <laughs> a hard time like articulating what I, what I want to what I want to say about that. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm trying to find an example in my head of a rule that works, but kind of is just like, it doesn't really fit. Yeah. But what, some would argue it, it's good game design. Yeah. But I think gamers should pose a series of, you know, in a way you think about it, it should present 
a a bunch of interesting and good decisions for you in, right. in that kind of you know rules for mechanics so if it I doesn't think, i think even in rules for mechanics lately in the past couple of years even for just like really engine driven gaming you know that's just a, a rule set basically i think we've seen a lot more theme creep into it just because everybody's had to do this solo stuff and by default if you're creating stuff i th i think for solo for people to go play solo you're kind of automatically creating a narrative and building more of a theme because yeah. you're playing by yourself so you, you kind of have to build that in so uh, Matt said, if you want to play competitively, it's important to play a game designed for it. I, I yeah. agree. There are definitely games that you should not play competitively because, well, you can play any game competitively against me because for anyone who's ever played me in a game, you're going to win. It's, it's okay. And I think okay. nowadays there's a lot of games that run that fine line of a mix of these two, yeah. two type of things. And sometimes, um, games can seem like the theme is just pasted on um not yeah. that that's a bad thing but you know it, it may be the reason it's there is to draw you in and then you may find out that you do like those mechanics in the game right so yeah and, and there's so much really there's so much stuff out there there's there's nothing new under the sun you know what i mean i mean you can look at I don't care what games you look at. There are similarities in all of them. Yeah. yeah. There really are. Uh, we, we've, I think we've talked about and played enough and read enough rule books and spent enough money on rule books um, over the past couple of years to, to kind of see all of the similarities, which is really nice about skirmish games too, because it makes it easier to pick up all these other games. You know what I mean? You kind of, you already know what you're doing. So Mini Warmut says, like, Miss Trish Blue skill of full auto in Zombicide. Okay, I don't know that skill, but I'll go look at it. Substitutes dice with number of zombies in the zone. Oh, that's brutal. Like, rolling dice for orcs in 40k. Yeah. That's, yep. what, that's what you got to do, man. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, look, we got, oh, look at you guys. Todd said, our hobby heroes. Aw, shucks. Many warmuts said that we rock. Back to the game. Go kill some more zombies. <laughs> They're on super competitive players can ruin a new player, cause them to not want to play. Yes. Yeah. I remember my first game of 40K. I'm surprised I'm still a gamer. <laughs> oh, man. After my first game of 40K, I was like, wow, thanks for letting me move those four guys. I really appreciate that. Uh, that was fun. I'm going to leave now. Yeah, <laughs> and I already can't roll worth a darn. So no, we've seen that. Yeah, I mean, I, we've got video evidence of that now. <laughs> you guys thought I was just kidding. I'm not. But I think, uh, kind of to to sum this up, and in, in a way, I think rules for theme, uh, they kind of like I mentioned, they make sense. They're a little more intuitive. Where sometimes rules for mechanics aren't so intuitive. But you do have that opportunity to plan and build strategy for, you know, to win. I think it comes down to what kind of game are you looking for? Uh, yeah. And that's a personal choice by everybody, whether you want something that's has that flavor, gets you sucked into that world and yeah. have fun. Um, but that's not to say that the mechanic side, you know, right. where it's straight mechanics can't tell a story either and get sure. you sucked into the game. 
and I think I think one caveat on all of this is um, that you might be surprised because Matt's the one that said this to talk, to let your opponent know what you're looking yeah. for in the game. And I say that because I think you most people would be surprised at how many competitive players are just happy to play a narrative game too. Oh yeah. Um, and narrative players don't mind playing a competitive game. I mean, cause you don't come to the table and go, man, I sure hope I lose today. Well, nobody, you don't show up. We, we kind of did in a tournament. We were like, it's a tournament. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Uh, Bye Alder. Get back to work. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. Get back to work Alder. Come on now. What are you doing? Watching, watching some podcast uh, while you're supposed to be at work. But but I think people would be surprised, and that's that's very valuable information from Matt to say that. Know what your what your yeah. opponent wants to play. Don't be afraid to talk about that stuff. Exactly. Blow your mind. Ready for this one? Ask them. Yeah. Hey, you want to play a narrative game instead of crunching numbers? Yeah, sure. I don't usually do that. And then you can get up off the floor after they say that because it's not really going to be that surprising. I promise. Yeah. So. I like this quote that Todd brought up here. Some want to zoom around on stock cars. Others want to tune the cart for the perfect ride. Yep. Yep. But sometimes, you know, after you get it perfectly tuned, you want to go just zoom around too. So yep. as long as you know, as long as you know what you're getting into with your opponent and they know, I think generally speaking, you're going to have a good experience. Generally speaking. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you're going to make of it what you want anyway. Because even if you play against somebody who's competitive and you came for a narrative game and you didn't talk to them, you can either be miserable about it or you can have fun regardless. Because yeah. the reality is I should have starred the one that, uh, that that Todd set up there is you're really just looking for an excuse to play with your little tiny plastic metal okay. CO cast or resin mint. I can find that because I know where that was. <laughs> that was way yeah. that was, up that was way up there. But that's the truth. I mean... Even the guys that are super competitive, they're just looking for an excuse to play with their little plastic men, just like the guys that want to play narrative games, just want to play with your little plastic men that you've put so much time building, painting, whatever. That's the real. That's just the reality. We're playing games. Yep. Yep. Well, so. look at that. Just like that. Oh, bam. 30 minutes in gaming. <laughs> it goes so fast. Um, uh before we get out of here, guys, I actually wanted to mention to you guys, we just did, before we went live, um, we posted a, a new thing in our Discord for basically listener questions, like short topics or, you know, anything that you want to hear us babble about or just a general question. Maybe you have a general question for us. Um, you know, we like talking about what you guys get us thinking about, you know, Um because we want to see what the community is thinking about, right? Man, look at that. Matt's just all over some good points today. It's okay to want to play a competitive game. Sometimes I think people feel bad for wanting to be competitive. I think you're right. I, th I think you're right because there has been some bad taste in people's mouths yep. from um, from people that are not just competitive but are, like, ridiculously competitive. It's almost like he, he writes games and stuff. I saw it. It kind of seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Wow. He should write a game. Yeah. He should definitely write a game. <laughs> we, we might even talk about it sometime on the show if he were to write a game. 
maybe. All right. You're taking us out tonight. I don't care. I don't care if it's my turn. It's been a long week. Okay. Well, guys, uh, go find that little section in the Discord. I'll probably put something up on Facebook, too, for you guys that use that. But uh, thanks for tuning in this Thursday Night Shorts, guys. Uh, We are here every Thursday babbling about something. But if you want more stuff, some audio content, visit us uh, at any place you can find a a podcast platform. Uh, And also check us out on the social platforms, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Instagrams, and Discords. Uh, Go like, subscribe, follow all those places. There's the Discord link. We'll have that in the show note. Uh, We really like the Discord because people are posting what they're working on, so we get ideas and you get ideas. But if you want to support us like what we're doing, visit us on Patreon slash Indie Invasion. Every little penny that you guys send us helps keep the lights on. Helps us keep doing what we're doing, what we love chatting about. I'm going to have my lights on whether you send pennies or not. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm going to keep my lights on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But also, if you want some merch, we got merch over on Redbubble slash people slash Indie Invasion. We got hats, shirts, mugs, stickers, Man. all kinds of stuff over there. Redbubble's got just about anything you could want. Put on yeah. a wall, decorate your bedroom with. Or your bathroom. Yeah. Red bubbles, pretty cool, man. I like red bubbles. And by the way, if you're a hoodie guy, you bought an Indian Invasion hoodie too, right? Yeah. So so did I. And I'm I'm kind of a hoodie Nazi because I live in the South, and it's like my only jacket is my hoodie, and it's a pretty good quality hoodie, isn't it? Yeah, I it was, is. I was a little bit surprised. I was expecting the kind of cheap, super thin. Eventually, if we get good. above fifty degrees, I can wear it outside. <laughs> But anyway, guys, once again, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, prepare yourself for the invasion.